Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Percy Super Perfect. Hola. David the Bulbather. Hey, everybody. And coming back to us is Alita Battle Angel herself, Alita. Hello. Also known as Feisty Alita. Yeah. Also known as, is she going to be on the episode today? <laughs> <laughs> also known as, oh shit, Alita's coming. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, I want to let you know, Alita, there's a note on that spreadsheet that says, let me know if you put your name on it. <laughs> I had no clue. I'm usually pretty good about planning, but on occasion, I just go, we'll figure it out when we get to it, because I didn't think there was going to be a guest. So I, I looked this morning, right before you messaged me, I looked this morning and went, oh, Alita put her name on there. Okay. So for listeners who don't know you, who are you? Honey, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I am Feisty Alita, uh, Alita Battle Angel. I was found in a junkyard and, uh, you know, brought back to life or whatever that is. Um, I am a scientist, a musician, an educator, and above all else, a Muppet in human form and just a creative type who knows things and does stuff. Now, have have you just done your relocation, or are you about yes. to do your relocation? I actually just unpacked the last of the four suitcases that my life fits in right now. Uh, um, yeah, because I flew here, and uh, I got here on Monday. And you're in... Um, Michigan. Michigan, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, you've spent, <laughs> you've spent a lot of time there. How does it compare to Oregon? Well... Oregon is where people think that they can fulfill their dreams, and Michigan is where people come when they've given up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michigan. <laughs> oh man, I mean, yeah. I mean, it'd be it'd be it'd be sadder if it wasn't true. What time zone is it there? Um, it is currently after eleven o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm on the the east side of Michigan. I'm at the. The little thumb, like the sweet spot of the mitten. Yep, she's from Michigan. Every single person in Michigan shows you the goddamn mitten every <laughs> time. <laughs> well, it's the only way you can tell. It's either that or you're a youper, which means you're from the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> oh, that was classic. Right? <laughs> so speaking of locations, I have some exciting news. Yeah. I found out this week I got promoted. Yay! Congratulations. At work. And we are moving to uh, Texas. So, yay! Oh, shit. What part of Texas? Texas is a big place. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Fort Worth area. Oh, oh wow. wow. Awesome. Uh, are you going to be near Denton? I don't know. I like that town a lot. Well, she's moving from a place that doesn't exist to one that actually does. It's kind of 
So, but Texas is really big. So well, that's yeah. exciting. You can stop living the lie. I really like that area. There's a lot of cool stuff to do. I don't. I don't. It's it's literally like the worst part of the news. Um, but the pay is worth it. So you know, <laughs> Texas, here we come. So well, Dallas Fort Worth is a rather rather uh, liberal. The the one one of the true liberal parts of Texas. Is it? Okay, that's better. I am that's going to put. Well, there's it. It's sort of like um, Austin is super liberal, and then Dallas has islands. It depends on what neighborhood you're in, and yeah. If it makes but, you feel better, I feel safe walking around Fort Worth. <laughs> so that's good. There are other places in Texas I don't feel safe. Well, I mean, we're thing, so, so that's where I have to report to for work. I mean, we could live outside that area. Like, I don't know where in that area, or I don't know traffic. I, I, I don't know any of that shit yet. The, the food is good, and um, and Despite what you think, it is a big city. Yeah, it's it has a really really nice zoo. Mm. Oh, I do like zoos. Yeah, it has a really with a with a big ass silverback gorilla that's like right near the entrance. Yeah, but we all know I hate Texas, so we do. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, because of because of the beach. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, because you lived there before. Yeah, I did live there before. I lived in San Antonio. And wasn't thrilled about that. We had to get on the freeway to get anywhere. And I'll take it, this was 20 plus years ago. But we had to get on the freeway to get anywhere in San Antonio. And then my mom was like, let's go down to the beach. So we went down to Corpus Christi. Well, there's your first mistake. Corpus is a very, very accurate word for that city. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It was dirty and gross. And, and that's and, not a beach. I just want to let them know that. Sorry. That's when it all went hideously awry. Corpus Christi is not a beach. Um, so yeah, uh, very disappointing. Hated Texas. Um, I had a creepy neighbor. When I lived there, I was like 13. I had a creepy like 40-year-old neighbor trying to make moves on me at 14. Wow. That was, like I literally have zero good memories. Well, luckily, you're moving to an area of Texas that is nowhere near that area of Texas. So hopefully things will be better. Yeah. I I had a good time. You have to drive most of a day to get to that part of Texas. Why don't we talk more about it in the bonus episode? I have Texas stories, and I'd like to share them in the bonus episode. Um, But today we're... Now, I don't think we've ever done this topic before. I think we've done very, like, very specific versions of this topic um i did a search we've been doing this for what seven years now and i have no idea if we've done an episode on this before i don't think we have no not really we're gonna talk about trivia in general not for one specific thing and not as a trivia game we're gonna talk about our favorite trivia and like ways to twist that topic and stuff like that i i had some ideas and um this was a i don't have a topic this morning and it was 4 a.m and i was like let's write an outline let's do a thing trivia sounds go hey alita put her name in so (laughs) (laughs) a lot brian because i was getting like messages early this morning and i was like what? Why are these updating? Is he awake right now? Is there a thing? <laughs> Apparently he was. I, I did airport drop-off 
more this morning. I got up at three thirty. It was one of those mornings. And because of and because of dogs, I can't just come back home and go back to sleep for a little bit. And that's like kids. Yeah. Same premise. Like once they see that you're awake, they're like, "Hey." Like, what are you doing? Go back to sleep, and you're like, "But that's not a thing. Feed me, love me, cuddle me, like take me outside to go poop." Well, that's <laughs> hey, I'm the same way. You have to go outside to go poop. Okay, yep. it's a thing for me. I need to do that. I'm not lying. Not to go poop, but to pee. She went through this phase at like three years old. Where she figured out she could pee in the grass. Oh, that's and funny. So she would come up to me and she would be like, Mommy, I have to go pee pee because we were potty training. And I'm like, Great. And I didn't want to be like all up on, you know, in her business. So I like let her do her thing. And then I went by the bathroom and nobody was in there. And she was outside. She had taken her diaper off. Oh, my God. She was outside peeing in the grass. And I was like, <laughs> What are you doing? She's like, it's fun. <laughs> I love this child. Oh god, that's amazing. <laughs> and she did that for quite a while. I didn't until it got cold that year. So this was like spring summer, and mm. then if it got wintry, that wasn't a thing anymore. Go that figure. will that will put the kibosh on the outdoor urination. Yes. Yeah. So, but she was very very excited about the whole thing, and I thought about like. Being like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, nah, we'll let it run its course. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, there we go. There we go. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it we we it's going to be a very trivial episode. But oh. first <laughs> But first we're gonna play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy with You, where everybody talks about the nerdy thing they've done in the last two weeks and we vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system. And as usual, our guest goes first. So Alita, what's been nerdy with you? Oh gosh. Um I don't know, trying to maintain my own mental homeostasis without exploding or imploding. Um while doing a move two thousand miles. Uh I guess the nerdiest thing was probably be calculating mathematically how how much each space bag weighed in order to put it on said um in each um bag which then weighed different so then i had to you know play some uh some shuffling around and some tetris and that's very nerdy right and then figuring out because i could only have four bags and they could only weigh 50 pounds a piece so my life has to what i need in the next three months has to be whittled down to 200 pounds total uh, not including the two guitars and my art kit that I brought, but um, and then figuring out how to get two guitars in a single gig bag that will still weigh and still fit in the overhead bin. Been there. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, but you know the thing you didn't believe me about last time. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> she oh oh Eric is here. She can she can vouch for me. <laughs> Alita didn't believe I worked for a heavy metal band. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, after hearing some of the stories, I totally believe it because can't mm-hmm. make that shit up. But uh... <laughs> And I was just along for the ride. It was a lot of fun. I had zero responsibility and could <laughs> drink all the free alcohol. I loved it. It was great. You helped oh load God. and unload once or twice. I did occasionally, occasionally, but it was not my responsibility. That yeah. was it. Right. I never really got a knack for 
where things go. Maybe the last year I started getting a better idea of where things go on stage. I was never a roadie. I was never good at that kind of thing. But we had people step up for that. Right. Nice. Okay, so that's what's nerdy with me. <laughs> I What's nerdy with you? The game where we frame normal adulting life as nerdy. Uh-huh. Or it's more we expose the nerdy aspects of everyday and normal uh, everyday normal See, life. I think that needs to be integrated into the mission of the show as we are getting close to ten years doing this. Is nerd I love how we go from radio. doing it to seven to near ten years. You know what I think it is. I think everything can be nerdy depending on how passionately and how detailed you focus on it. Doesn't that, matter. Isn't that what we? That's what we decided being a nerd is, right? It's having a passion and attention to detail and like almost obsessing over something. So, um, David, you're up. Uh, No, I'm American. Oh, my Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. The look on Brian's face right now. If uh, people want to see the look on Brian's face right now, you have to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Yeah. yeah, and you can see me in my pajamas because Rowan was sick and up all night. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And me in my creepy lighting with uh, my Muppet, my periodic table of Muppet t-shirt on. I, my headcanon is that the the plushie behind you is actually Alita and you're the Muppet being controlled by the <laughs> unicorn. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is Lala. Great, David. Nerdy things. You, go. Right. What's been nerdy with me? Uh, I have been pretty much playing um, Wrath of the Lich King Classic on WoW that came out a couple weeks ago. I've been doing that a lot. (laughs) Um, I'm having deja vu right now. I know. It's pretty much all I've been doing. It's... Uh, work wow what have you done in the game like what have you accomplished that that could be um the level grind it's just as bad as it was the first time i'm just hit level 77 last night (laughs) Uh, is it is it not like that anymore uh in retail no it's nowhere near as bad but in classic oh man what's the point Hmm? it's like if there's no okay sorry the, the the whole point of playing classic is for the nostalgia of how hard it was. And... Classic's fine. I get classic. Oh. I grind that shit. I know. Mm. All the way to level 90 before I was like, like, well, what expansion was it that I was like, I quit just as it came out? Uh, 90 would have been Pandera. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of that aside, with the new one, if they're making it easy to level, what the fuck is the point of playing? Well, when they released the latest Shadowlands, the latest expansion, they did what was called a stat squish, where instead of having everybody be, what would it be? I think a level 120, they reset. Or they they went back to the original game that they had, and they changed everything as far as how the loot worked and how the level system works. So now at retail, the maximum level is only 60 again. But you're at level sixty. You're doing the end game content that was, that is the current end game content, which is six or seven expansions removed from the beginning of the game, which would normally get you to level sixty just doing the original game. So they had to retool everything. Of when you start a new character now on retail, you choose which expansion zones you want to go through, and you level through there. 
and they have changed the amount of experience points you need to between each level to the to where you can get to level 60 relatively quickly again what's the point in playing uh they want people to experience the end game content as quickly as possible because that's how they make their money People were complaining that it would take too long to level 120 levels. To and get what's, to end game what's funny, on top of it, they do special events that it's like you get twice as much XP, which uh, lets you get to end game in a day. They sell boosts. If you give them money, you get a, a maximum level character. Here you go. <laughs> so what's the point of playing the game if it's not the grind and the doing raids and the... Yeah, that's what I play. I, I play retail for raiding. I play... I play retail for the community aspect of it. Um, the guild I'm in, we've got probably 15 or 20 solid members that, that show up regularly, and we've all become pretty decent friends over the last six to eight months. I don't know. I think I'm missing something because, like, maybe it was just for me, but, like, part of the, like, excitement and fulfillment of playing WoW wasn't just, like, friends and playing together. That was fun, but it was, like... Oh my god, we did this raid like four times and I finally got that fucking drop and now I have XYZ. Yep. Or, like, or I got my fucking mount. Yeah, you know, like... Well, as uh, as my dad says, who was quoting his dad, uh, that's why there's so many different kinds of wallpaper. Everybody's have, different. Yeah, I have to say my least favorite part of games like that is the grind. I like yeah, the end so, game content. Yeah, so the so oh. the, the the new leveling system would be perfect for Brian because you can have a max character, a max level character within a week. Ooh, sorry. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on anybody that... When when I played WoW during the pandemic, I think it was two days before I capped out. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, no, it's... they, like, they did no it. challenge to that. There's no... That's what the new players that were coming in were saying they wanted, which is why they released Classic for the people that liked to, you know, torture themselves, myself included. Hi, I play classic. They have integrated over the years so many conveniences and things that started out as third-party add-ons that have been integrated into the game system just because of how much more convenient it made it for the players. It's that, not supposed to be convenient. Well, that's what the classic does, is it gets rid of all of that shit. Here, go back to what you were doing. Go back to how it was. Exactly. It's not supposed to be convenient. It's supposed to be effort. That way yeah. you, you You would like classic. When you're like, fuck yeah, now I'm level 70. Yeah, bitches. Yeah. Like... <laughs> You you would like you would enjoy classic I think. What are what are some games What are some games that embrace the grind like games that you have to like work your tail off to get to fifth level? Because I know those exist. Uh the original Diablo is very grindy. Eve has a hell of a grind to it, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah. Because it's like real life, like you're building companies and stuff. Yeah, Eve Online was pretty pretty grindy. Um. I'll say my nerdy my nerdy thing this week um mm. is actually pretty grindy. I'm playing the um Shadows of War and I put in mm. I don't oh. know what are what am I at? Hold on. Fourteen hours and I'm level sixteen. Like I'm I'm actually unfamiliar with that title. Shadows of it's it's Shadows of um it's a Lord of the Rings. Oh, Shadows of Mordor, you mean? No, this one's called Shadows of War. It's the second one. Middle Earth colon Shadows of War. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, and uh, it's pretty grindy. Yeah. I will, 
but I I am having lots of fun, killing lots of things, and yeah. So I, I mean, mean, the 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 truly grindy games nowadays would be like your Dark Souls and oh, your stuff, yeah, your yeah. stuff where you literally are supposed to die say. to figure out how over you and know, over and over again to figure out how the fights work. I play Darkest Dungeons, and I like that. I like how hard it is. I I you feel like you earned it when you have a decent party, and then you play one dungeon and everybody gets killed and you make a new party <laughs> okay see i don't see that i i don't feel that way when something like that happens i've I never feel played like, what the hell is this shit <laughs> i've never played dark souls but i've played dark and but when i play darkest dungeons i play on like the easiest level i don't go really hardcore like you can play darkest dungeons where you have a limited number of people and that's crazy because i mean death is just a part of that game you you someone goes insane and kills themselves and then you have to get make a new person <laughs> see when i think darkest dungeons i think something else entirely oh, <laughs> so i was yeah. making a bunch of random jokes in my head no there was actually a, a video game series called darkest dungeon and it was dark and hard and roguelike wasn't it and i think the sequel Not just that, came I out yeah a sex joke i'm pretty oh i know i, I got that yeah. <laughs> i was trying to elaborate Glossing on over it. that it's too late now i was I, gonna I make another one but you know <laughs> so anyway that's my nerdy thing i've been playing shadows of war nice a lot and it's fun it started because i bought it and then i forgot i bought it and then chris found it and then he was playing it and i was like oh yeah i bought that and then i watched him play for a few hours and then I was like, nah, I'd do it differently. And then I started my own game. <laughs> nice. No, you're not doing that right. Go back. No, you're not doing it. Give me that thing. It's not. You're not doing it right. I know. I know. I'm teasing. Yeah, I said, teasing. I would do it differently because my play style is different than his is. So that's all I said. Don't be, don't be trying to like get me in trouble with my husband, David. He doesn't listen to the show. When was the last time you listened to the podcast? And he goes, I listen to podcasts all the time. And I said, no. I said, the podcast. And he goes, oh. oh. <laughs> and I went, how very supportive of you. <laughs> Do you uh. listen to it? Me? When yeah. I'm not when I'm not on the episode, yeah. If I'm on the episode, I know what happens. So, but if I I'm... haven't even listened to the episode I wasn't on. Really? Yeah. Am I the only one that actually listens to our own goddamn show? Seriously? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> There's two of us. <laughs> when I'm not on it, if I'm here, why do I need to listen to it? I have well, other quality I... control. <laughs> which which it doesn't point. Before we go down that tangent about other podcasts that I want to talk to you guys about, Brian, yeah. with you. Okay, so first off, we're going to do my nerdy thing, and then we're going to do the nerdy activity I've been doing. So, nerdy thing that I'm entering in is, I learned the origin of the word raspberry. Raspberry as a fart sound, and I am nerding out over this so hard, why they call the fart sound a raspberry. I don't know that. That's an interesting trivia bit. I don't know that one. It's, I don't like me because you would like pucker your lips and it would look like a raspberry. Like it's Cockney rhyming slang. Okay, raspberry son of, son of a bitch. Raspberry really? tart rhymes mm -hmm. with fart. Oh my and god! And I was like, 
Wow, I knew some Cockney rhyming slang found its way into not into modern English, but that one blew my mind. It came up because Heather says the word fiddle fart. She always says fiddle farting around, and I I'd never heard anyone say that before. And then we heard someone say it on TV, and I went. I've never heard anyone say that it before. It does exist. So I looked up the origin of it and couldn't find it other than it first found in books in the 1950s. It's American slang. Um, so I was like, okay. And in the Google results was raspberry. And I was like, huh, I wonder where that came from. And yeah, it's Cockney uh, rhyming slang. I was, you know, I never, so I, I, I had never thought about it before, but the second you said that, it was like, click. It was like, oh yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, raspberry also means fart, which, but we've always used it. I, I think in America, it's mostly blow a raspberry. Yeah, but, that's why I always thought it was, like, based on, like, the shape of your lips when you blow a raspberry. I never questioned it before. It was one of those phrases I've always used and never really thought about, and was, getting to know the origin of it blows my mind. I thought, I think that's fantastic. So, now... Uh, you know? Awesome. I've also been playing video games. Um, my current Minecraft thing is um, I have developed the lore for the area on the server I'm playing on. Um, so the we all went out to this one spot to find places for our own bases. Um, and I found this big giant hill with a giant cave in the front of it. it looks like a mouth. And the lore is that explorers came to the cave and they're unearthing ruins and i've been building the explorer outposts and their paths and um been building the ruins as they get excavated wow that's nerdy you're writing a story for a random landscape in a randomly generated environment well I um it. i did a little research on very very large pixels i did a little research on how you don't get bored in a game like that and one of the biggest suggestions was come up with a story to explain what you're building. And I was like, okay, that that's cool. Because I can always like, oh, they found another ruin and build this big giant ruin inside. And I could be like, okay, here's a, they unearthed a shaft made out of stone in the side of the mountain. I want to use that as a storage area. The brain. Right? Like that? I'm going to, well, the ultimate goal is make something cool inside the cave and then build little dungeons inside the cave so that i could run the other people on the server through um the way that'll work is i use the redstone system in the game to build like traps and secret doors and stuff and hide monsters inside and um the way it'll work is they'll go to like an entrance and there'll be a sign that says put your stuff in the box set your spawn here and you put your stuff in the box and set spawn, and then you go in, and there's like a weapon rack with a sword on it and some armor, so you don't have all that crazy endgame gear that you've been earning. And then you go through a series of challenges and riddles and stuff to get out. And if you die, you just I'm, pop up at the beginning, and you can get your stuff back out of the box. There are so many things I want to say right now. <laughs> By all means. No, just the correlation between BDSM and some of these, no. uh, <laughs> these games. <laughs> That's all. Well, the okay. word dungeon is a lot older than... <laughs> right. I um, I'm using no, it as it correlates to D&D. I've never questioned that. Uh, I think it's Germanic. I, I've always liked the word abattoir, but mm -hmm. I don't know where dun... I think dungeon came into being 
as a description of a maze in a role-playing game. I think that's just a Gary Gygax thing, and just they just called them dungeons. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna Google it. I don't believe you. <laughs> it's from Middle English for old castle keep from old French, based on the Latin dominus. Good. See, ah. that's the answer I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Yay, Google. <laughs> Abattoir is my favorite word when That's it great. comes to describing a dungeon. Gotta love the French. Yeah. Well, where did I learn that? Was that you know, abattoir? Was that labyrinth? Was that mentioned in labyrinth? The word abattoir. Yes, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's a they talk about the abattoir. That's where I learned that word for the first time. I don't remember which scene in the movie, but I I swore I learned that word. Well, from it Latin. is such a better word than slaughterhouse. So <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I know every line to that movie, and I do not unless that it's something set off to the side that I miss. Uh, it's not coming up on a Google. I it popped into my head. I I swear I learned that name from that that word from that movie. Could have been a different movie, and I'm just reassociating. I mean, they talk about an oubliette. Oubliette. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Those are two different, different things. Yes. Yeah. Two decidedly different things. I myself about what I know about the labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> you also know how my brain works. That's true. I still don't know what, what you're talking about. Abattoir? What is yeah. that? An abattoir. It's the French word for slaughterhouse. Yeah. It's where animals go to get killed for their meat. So now it's time for voting. Um, Alita, you have five widgets. Who do you give them to? Uh, I have five? Yep. Yeah. Um, there's four of us. I think you totally outnerded yourself this time, Bright Guy. So we're going to go two to you and one to Erica and one to David and uh, another one to Erica because she's a girl. Yay. <laughs> David. David. <laughs> Uh, Brian, I'm going to give all five to you because that was nerdy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think you win the nerd crowd this I time. played Pathfinder this week, too, so I, I did all so did, stuff. So did I. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, one to David for playing classic. It makes me nostalgic. I almost want to start playing again, but I remembered the time suck and I went, nah. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. Um, and I'm going to give two to Alita because I too have been in that situation trying to figure out how much stuff I can fit in a suitcase and stay under the weight thing. So I feel you on that. (laughs) Um, and then the other two will go to Brian because I now know where the word raspberry came from. Wow. I haven't won in a really long time. That's nice. (laughs) Um, You finally did some truly nerdy shit. What's it's, <laughs> you know it's it's most of the time because I come on and I'm like here's this crazy nerdy thing I did and everybody's like yeah but you do that every week. <laughs> um, sure. I, so I'm gonna give three to Alita because she used the word mental the words mental homeostasis, <laughs> and I'm gonna give one to David and one to Erica. Yeah. So um, I am just going to push a few buttons on my control panel and um, several widgets have been sacrificed into the the widget debit vault that only happens when I win. So now they are, um, they are in the widget tank and they are ready to spawn. 
Because, you know, Soylent Purple is widgets. Well, you know, if I don't win every once in a while, the game ends because we won't have any widgets anymore. They only replicate when they're here. Oh, my. So what Brian's saying is he has a widget BDSM dungeon. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> widget is euphemism, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's like a gimp, right? <laughs> Instead, it's a widget. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so the random thing I was going to talk about before we get to the topic, it is the month of October, which means it's Halloween month. The whole month. Ooh, okay, sorry about that. Alita killed me. All right. <sighs> and I found a podcast that is pretty darn good about spooky stuff. And Brian, I think you would like this. It's different. Than like lore or anything like that, where they talk about like folklore and stuff. This is actually about like encounters. Well, they do a couple different things, but my favorite part is like encounters that the people that listen to the show write into them about, like their own spooky encounters. And then they talk about them like on the podcast. And then they also do some like historical stuff. Like I also listened to an episode about um the ghostbusters law you guys know that one right right okay. no i don't know that no you don't know the ghostbusters law no please enlighten him so in certain states specifically this one applies to the state of new york houses can be deemed legally haunted and they have to that has to be disclosed to somebody who is purchasing the home yeah it's a I real estate no idea this existed oh yeah yeah. <laughs> All right, Alita. David does it too. Uh, don't don't even trip. There's no mention of it. We we nope. only talk about it during the bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh anyways, anyways, so they, they talk about that in this the history of this particular house and how it became the first legally haunted house in the United oh, States. Oh wow. Okay. Neat. So, so they do cool stuff like that as it pertains to like the US. Um, I haven't heard anything outside the U.S. And then they also do encounters, which is like, again, like stories like Brian, you and I have like, you know, our own ghost stories, right, that we could share. And um, oh, I didn't say the name of the podcast. I'm sorry. It's called Two Girls, One Ghost. Oh, God. (laughs) Wow. When is that joke ever going to stop? Never. But that's funny. It's still funny. But the hosts, again, are the two ladies, and they are fucking hilarious. Um, it's very, very cool. My friend uh, Jamie at work is the one that actually uh, suggested it. So, Jamie, if you're listening, which I know you aren't because you're like, I don't know what you do, Erica. Um, Jamie told me about that. Um, but it's really, it's really, really good to the two girls, one ghost. So They should really do an episode on a haunted frozen yogurt store. <laughs> I'm sure you could write them and suggest it. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's it. I just, that was my tangent. See, Brian, I paused my tangent to let you talk about your nerdy thing. No, it was good tangent because it was a really interest, a lot of really interesting trivia. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trivia, that's the topic today. <laughs> nice segue. There's less segue and more monowheel. So I'll start this <laughs> off with. No, no, no. I'm going to start this off based on what you wrote in the outline. 
because okay. this was great, guys. All right, there's an outline. <laughs> so, so how in the fuck have we never done trivia as a topic? Useless information is the pride and joy of most nerds, including me. And today we are going to talk about all the useless crap that we know. That was very well written, Brian. I'm I mean, a pretty Brian, decent writer. I admit it. That was, that was good. That was good. That was good. So, yeah, there we go. I read Brian's intro for I, him. I don't know if people know, but I often write my little intros down in the outline. <laughs> I yeah. read this. This one I particularly like, probably because you put how in the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was as though he was speaking to me on the page. <laughs> Seriously, I could hear it in his voice. <laughs> so, um, to start this off, we'll ask a question to Alita. But you know what, Erica, why don't you pick the question to ask her, since you used my intro? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Ooh. All right, all right, all right. Alita, yes. how do you get uh, your trivia bug out, as somebody that likes trivia? Trivia bug? Yeah, use extra toilet paper. <laughs> No, like, as an example, as an okay. example, I love Jeopardy. I watch Jeopardy all the time. I love Jeopardy. I go over to my in-laws uh, during the week like, for dinner, and they just know at like seven thirty, everybody stops talking to Erica and they turn the channel on. Like it's just it's the, oh wow, they know I, that happens. I do have something to share with you though. Do you know how you get excess trivia out? Hmm. You take faxatives. <laughs> that is going in my dad book joke. Or wow. Dad joke book. Oops. Wow. <laughs> dad joke book. You know, after I turned 40, it was like I magically got the ability to just start making them up. I always used to steal puns, and now I can make them. It's weird. Never was good at puns before. Turn 40, just happens. I got that ability once I married Chris. Once I married, all he does is make puns all day long. Oh, he's a master, and he's his delivery is so deadpan. They are, yeah, it's so good, and now I can do it. I'm like, oh yeah, like I like come up with random puns in my head. What, so, what, so so forty where the pun begins. Yeah, what, yes. what's really funny about Chris is Chris will make a pun, mm -hmm. and my reaction, even if I think it's funny, is usually deadpan. So I've actually had Chris go, "Do you know I was joking?" Yeah, like, you are oh, you yeah. are a really great straight man. <laughs> <laughs> you are really good at playing straight man. Well, I, often it's because I don't get jokes. There is that the ADHD thing, and just someone will make a joke, and I'll just go okay. So back to my question, Alita. Mm. As yes. a nerd, as somebody mm. that enjoys facts, mm. how do you how do you exercise that part of your brain? Um, kind of like a. Uh, Seriously, day to day, it's it's like Brian's raspberry thing. Anytime I don't know something, I'm like, hmm, you know what? That I got to look that up now. And I'll look it up, and I have a little notebook that I keep with me. No joke. Uh, in my in my fancy pack, in my fanny pack, and uh, I'll pull it out and, and key points that I want to remember, I'll write it down. Right. Yeah. Nice. And, but I do love, I do love, um, may he rest in peace, Alex Trebek, Tri uh, Jeopardy. I have I have it on VHS even from when I was younger, and sometimes I'll put it on like um, to sleep or if I'm not feeling good. <laughs> it's very I'm, comforting. I'm, I'm, comforting. 
I'm glad you mentioned Jeopardy twice because that's actually going to be part of our tales from the dimensional, the extra dimensional portal at the end of the episode. Little teaser. But we can't do it now. We've already got double Jeopardy. (laughs) Nice. All right. I'm going to start a counter. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's four or five. Something like that. Okay. Oh. All right, Alita, your turn to ask somebody a question. Oh, that's right. I always forget this part. I just stand here, like, staring. Right yeah. No um, order, just anybody. I don't Yeah, care. screw the rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, or everyone. Look, David. Yes. Um, what is your favorite subject, or what are you best at for trivia? Let's say, like, Trivial Pursuit. Oh, one of the easiest for me was just, uh, obviously, Star Wars knowledge. I am a wealth of completely useless Star Wars effects. <laughs> <laughs> that have they have absolutely no value whatsoever in modern in modern day uh my second ooh, that's a tough one um i you know just science fiction stuff in general that side of the entertainment industry uh films i'm really really good at, at a lot of movie trivia while we go around the table for everyone on this one it's a good one sure start with uh alita since you asked it what's your what's your different for trivial pursuit or uh, any kind or of trivia. Your, yeah, your your strong categories. I'm really good at um, anything to do with music. Anything to do with music. Uh, not necessarily modern stuff, like the aughts and below, if we're talking pop culture music. If we're talking like technical and like composition and scales and all that, you know, classical stuff. I'm very, very good at that. Um, also, random animal facts and uh, trichology, the study of hair. Ooh. Do you um, know things like state birds? I know a lot of state capitals. I know some state animals, birds, or plants, but I don't always know all of them for one state. Do you have a good collection of, like, is there a specific animal that you know about more than others? Uh, I know a lot about the platypus. Oh, wow. That is, <laughs> well, it's nature's non sequitur. Mm. <laughs> what? I was about to say the platypus. Like, yep. it was literally, like, before you say anything, I was like, platypus. Yep. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, uh, it's my spirit animal. It's my alter ego. His name is Cedric, and he's in a straitjacket, but it's only for everybody's safety. Oh, wow. You answered one of the other questions without being asked. Huh. Oh, I put on there, pick, um, what's a useless trivial fact about yourself? And then you showed us a platypus tattoo. I hadn't even asked yet. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I mean, they're awesome. They're nature's non sequitur. They're mammals that lay eggs, and they're venomous, right? So it's like a duck, a squirrel, and a you know, rattlesnake had an orgy, and it uh, popped a platypus. They have no stomachs. Right? <laughs> yeah. And they, they burl their little beak in there, and they have the males. The quickest way to tell that they're males is they're the ones that have the venomous spikes out of the back of their flippers. Lethal venom, by the way, not just yep. like you're sick, like and goodbye. Uh huh. What kind of what kind of animal are you? Dead. Yeah. <laughs> no. Erica, what are yours? Uh. You know a lot about '90s music. I do know that. I know a lot about music in general. Like when I was ten, my dad's friend brought over Trivial Pursuit, the music edition um to our house in san diego and i was like oh i want to play and i beat four other adults at the age of 10. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that was like, I think that was like 93 that that happened. So, um, so I'm inclined to say music just because of that incident. Um, but also geography. I am really, really good with geography. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, what about you? I have a tremendous amount of general knowledge. Um, specific things I probably know a lot more about. Um, movies. Um, um, I think that's my big one. I, I, I know more about comics than I know because... I haven't been in them for a long time, so I don't... I used to be, like, really encyclopedic about comics, but I'm not as much as I used to. Um, but um, I know lots of broad, general stuff over lots of categories, but I'm not particularly good at any of them. I'm basically the bard of trivia. Um, but I... I I grew up with watching Jeopardy with my mom every day. Mm -hmm. I've never beat my mom. My mom is the queen of trivia, and sh and it's a it's a ridiculous thing that she's never even tried to get on the show because I've seen her get hundred percent on Jeopardy more than once. It's rare that she doesn't get them. I mean, my favorite was when Final Jeopardy category was um, Japanese literature, and my mom goes zero. <laughs> she goes i'm not and and then she got it right <laughs> which was crazy she's amazing i've seen her play jeopardy like well watching the tv show but like i mean she literally 90 percent of everything she's just like and then we're like what why don't you go win some money and she's like nah. it's a lot different when you're actually there yeah and but I mean, you have the opportunity to study and stuff. But yeah, my, my mom's not a public speaking person. I mean, well, mm. she was a teacher, so I don't know. There, maybe she doesn't want to go on TV. Maybe I don't know. Mm. She needs to. It's such a missed opportunity. Well, she'd be the next Ken Jennings, probably. Because I've um, seen. What's her, wrong with that? He made millions. Yeah, it was. I, <laughs> I. I totally think that would be amazing. I. I've. Everybody who's ever watched Jeopardy my, with my mom is like, why aren't you on this show? I've seen her do really well on College Jeopardy, which is the harder version. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Because the kids, are, the kids are, are still in school, so they want to... They're it's but, fresher and yeah they, they're 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 also generally in for higher education for like advanced degrees and stuff, so they they're trying to test them. Yeah. But how badly how badly do you harder. want this scholarship? <laughs> Well, and that part of their brain is still very, very active, too. So it's a lot easier for them to uh, recollect things yeah. because it hasn't been stored away. And uh, their prefrontal cortex is really, really on fire. My favorite trivia adjacent topic is um, Jeopardy. Um, there was a scene in Jeopardy that I think is one of the funniest things that's ever happened, where Alex Trebek is going through his introducing the guests and just one of the guests describes her interests and one of them is nerdcore music and alex trebek goes i've never heard about that before what is it and she's like oh it's you know it's like rap for nerds it's like about mathematics and stuff and about more higher tier subjects than other rap and he goes oh like for losers <laughs> wow okay <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. Oh, it's all over YouTube. All it's right. it's really funny because the look on her face is like, uh, and it just cuts oh, away. Damn. <laughs> That's funny. 
And I think I I think he was just trying to make a joke, and it landed a little harsher. That I I think that's all it was. I don't think it was actually him being mean. Oh, I don't well, think so either. Know. But oh my god, that's funny. I'm, I mean, I'm everybody has some part of their personality that can be mean. So I'm not going to say Alex Trebek was never mean to anybody. I just think that he was intelligent enough to know that if you are going to be mean to somebody, you don't do it on television. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what that was. And I, it, it's also, it, it became very meme which is good for the show. I mean, all those little things about him saying something that was mean or him or somebody, um, you know, bidding no money in Final Jeopardy and still winning the game because they thought that the question would be harder for the other people. They don't even try. They they get it right, and they they didn't bid anything, and they still win. Yeah, yeah I think that's cool. Or when someone doesn't know the question, they don't know the question to the answer, and they write like, Hi, Candace. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I just thought that was cool. I... That's a good show. Yeah. I saw one guy, I think he just wrote, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can draw a picture of a bunny rabbit or something. Yeah. Um, Side of Jeopardy, like, has anybody ever participated in those, like, trivia nights at, like, a bar or something? Yep. I... Those are so much fun, especially when you're a couple drinks in and you're like, I know this, I know this. <laughs> I participated in um, knowledge bees in elementary school, middle school. Yeah, same here. I was in the I was on quiz bowl team. Yeah. Never on any of them. Yeah. Um. I okay, Erica. This isn't gonna this isn't gonna surprise anybody, but especially not Erica. I won a knowledge bowl in elementary school with the team. I won for we won for the team, not because we were good, and not because we cheated. We didn't cheat. But because I figured, no, I gamed the system. I figured out what their system was. We gamed it and slaughtered the other team because we figured out the trick. Well, I figured out the trick. So if you buzz, they still read the whole question and you didn't get penalized if you got it wrong. I literally what I just said, you buzzed first. Yep. So what I fucking just said for record. We, we dominated completely. They figured it out halfway through the game. They then said, we're going to stop reading the question if you buzz. But we'd already had so many points that there was no way we could lose. And we won. And um, that win actually got me into special programs in middle school. And it was totally like we hacked the system. I'll never forget it because I didn't think of it as being a snot. I thought of it as... Well, they shouldn't have designed it this way. <laughs> Which yeah, is see- you both very smart and an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, I the, the quiz bowl team part. that I won first place on in elementary school, we did it the hard way. You know, the way you're supposed to. We prepped. Oh. We prepped. We read the subjects, but they uh-huh. read the rules at the beginning of the thing. And I was like, oh, so we buzz every single time. And I remember my team going... Yeah, but what if we don't know? And they said, there's no penalty if we don't know. And everyone went, oh, oh, okay. And then we all, like, what it be? And then they'd finish asking the question. That just goes completely against the spirit of it. And I just... Um, we no, 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 David. It might go through past, like, it 
it might disregard the spirit of the yeah, game. Yeah, it does, 100%. However, I... I think the win is genuinely earned, and I am coming to Brian's defense in this, which that might surprise him, but I think it's genuinely earned because the purpose of a knowledge bowl is to be able to show your ability to not just regurgitate, but apply information. So you would say that he went a step further. So a knowledgeable is to regurgitate information, but when you can apply that information into a strategy, you've actually gone beyond the point of the game. I really... And become a criminal mastermind. I appreciate your support, Erica. I have to agree with David. What I did was absolutely wrong. Yeah. I, I, you know, I it, never said that. It wasn't wrong. Yeah. It's very wrong. Yeah. It's very wrong. However, yeah. I think that you superseded exactly what the point of it is because you are regurgitating information to be able later, because this is elementary school, right? To be later, take that information to be able to apply it. It's like the difference between theoretical science and applied science, right? I, I think of it I think of it this way. I mean, one of the things that I appreciated was the teachers didn't say this violated the spirit of the game, so you're disqualified or anything like that. They owned that we screwed up. Yeah. They changed the rule and we still won. But it was one of those situations where we kinda outsmarted the people who set the game up. But at the same time, they had faith that the kids would follow the spirit. But also, I didn't have any clue I was doing anything wrong. I was a technical game player that young that was like, okay, this is how the game is set up. So if we follow the rules, we win. And then in hindsight, I'm like, that's a snotty thing to do as a kid. And But, you know, I do remember the other team, they went up to us and were like, we should have thought of that. They weren't crying. It was, we were all the gifted kids, and everybody was kind of like, that was really smart. I can't believe you thought. And the teachers were just like, oh, God, we fucked up. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't become like a criminal mastermind. Who says I haven't? Oh, no. Trust me. He's always gaming whatever system it is. It, it's like the first thing he looks at in every situation. You're like, the hey, cracks. this is a thing. And he goes, where are the flaws? I'm going to exploit them. That's why he said I wouldn't be surprised about this story. But as a side note, if Amelia had won a game like that, or Rowan won a game like that, as a parent, I'd be like, fuck, yeah, that's the way you do it. Like, sorry, David, I know you disagree with this, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I am uh, lawful evil. So. Yeah, yeah, David's I imagining think, what it would have been like I on think the other team. I, I was on the other team, and uh, I don't think that that is something that you want to teach a child who's 10. But okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I know, and I I agree with David. I totally agree with David. That is exactly what you teach. That's exactly how you do it. Survive in the real world. I think I think what you have to. I think what you do. Correct. Okay. Fucking not. All right, we're gonna dial back a little bit. So David has a bit of a headache. So we're gonna dial back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So. I think that mad at me right yes now. <laughs> kids should learn about the real world and also kids should morals. be taught morals and ethics I think it's a very complex thing David has a headache which means he does not have the patience for this debate right now and yeah yeah, yeah. Very mean faces right now yeah 
So David thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I do have to say, I, I'm not joking around when I say I agree with David. I have felt bad about that, but I've since forgiven myself for it. I know it's one of those turdy things I did when I was a kid, but it's also a strength I have learned over time is I'm really good at figuring out the what the rules are and figuring out all the different little loopholes. And that it's made me a good problem solver for being an IT technician. Or like if I'm on a committee at work, that's like, we need to figure out how to solve this thing. And it's like, well, have we looked at the bigger picture? I'm, I'm good at that. And all my experiences, good and bad, have led me to that. So I'm going to take that and lead to another question for the entire group. And we'll start with a, Erica, what? Um, what is a piece of u- useless trivia about yourself? Uh, I have PTSD. Wow! <laughs> You're gonna softball it in like that, huh? Oh, well, I don't know what what else. I mean, it's useless because nobody else really needs to understand that. But I it, mean, hell, it, I'm like, I'm a really good singer. I'm a really good singer, and I know technical singing stuff. Oh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> These are just things that you see. Okay, I had is... horrible things happen to me, and it's left scars. That is actually it's useful trivia, way. though. That's not useless trivia. Yeah. I think that's very useful. It's useless for other people because, and, and that's the reason I said that. It's useless for other people because you guys don't need need to know that, right? Like for me, I need to know that so that I can look at the situations in my life and understand how I'm reacting, why I'm reacting that way. Is that the correct way I need to be reacting? And then not only forgive myself for my like knee jerk reaction, but then look at it and go, okay, well, this is, this is the way that I should be reacting to this. And so for me, it's very useful for other people, it's not like you, it doesn't matter to you guys. You don't know that internal like dialogue that I have. Right. But it allows for somebody to hold space and, and give grace knowing that, you know, you don't make a joke that's off color. That's going to trigger something. And at the same like, time, at the same time, you also just humanized yourself to a whole bunch of listeners. And it became very useful because other listeners are like, oh, I've been through that, too. And that screechy voice short girl on that podcast also went through that. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, I don't, for, for me, for me, I find that I think that'd be useless for other people, but very useful for me. So you were like, what's useless to know about you? Sorry, that's, I mean, and, and let's bring this back, Ryan, let's bring this back. Because when we started this podcast, you were like, Erica, you, you need to, like, when I started calling you saying, Brian, you're wrong. This is why you're wrong. And you're like, why don't you jump on this podcast? I was like, yeah, but I'm not nerdy. Right. So for as self-aware as I am, right. I am very often not that self-aware. So like it never occurred to me like a useless information is that I could sing good. To me, that's just the thing I do. Just like video yeah. games, that's just the thing I do. I never think of those things as comp- as part of who I am. They're things that I do. So when you ask me what is something that is useless information about me, I think about that as me as a, like my personality, my person of who I am. Since we don't, this this can't apply to David and Alita because we don't know them as well. But instead of me answering the question about myself, why don't 
you, Erica, tell me a useless piece of trivia about me. Something that isn't too deeply personal. <laughs> okay. Um, you can juggle a lot of shit. Literally, yeah. Not like, I mean, he can also like multitask, sure, but he literally can physically juggle things, which is useless, but very entertaining to small children. Yeah. And it, I mean, the only time it's ever useful is when I drop my keys because I've caught my keys in very impressive ways <laughs> or other people's keys. See, it's very useful, though, when you said it's entertaining to small children. Hey, if you ever need to distract a five-year-old. <laughs> I made yeah. the mistake of juggling for the three-year-old teachers at work, and now they want me to juggle for the three-year-olds. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very, very amusing that uh, when I think Amelia was like, not even one, not even one yet. Oh, it was so great. Brian started juggling for her, and like the look on her face, she was like, Come on, keep doing, it. keep doing the thing. Like she was amazed. Oh, she started crying. She, I, I stopped juggling, and she's like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, she was really, really upset. And what's amazing is that children that young should not be able to remember stuff, and she still remembered it. Like a few years later, she was like, "Uncle Brian juggles, right?" And I'm like, "How the fuck do you remember?" She was like three or four when we came out to California to visit. And I was like, how do you remember? Oh, it's stuck. She she wanted to see him juggle. Like, at less than a year old, she should not have remembered that. But she did. I don't think she called it juggling. She did this. Uncle Brian did this, right? <laughs> she didn't know what it was, but she but she knew. <laughs> so. I... So your useless thing is that I sing pretty well? Like well, that I mean, it was the first one that popped into my head. I mean, useless trivia about Erica is um, she sings the Smurf song to herself when she's bored. Oh, that is true. That's one of the reasons why that nickname came. It wasn't just because she's short. It's because she just goes la, 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 la when she's bored. That's what, we used that's to joke that that's what was playing in my head. Like when I would just stare off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They thought, yeah. And if Erica doesn't get her own way, she will stomp. And she does that stomping thing. Like that's portrayed in TV and stuff that I didn't know people really did. Yeah, that's true. I do that less now as an adult because when I don't get my way, I just go, okay, I'll go buy it. <laughs> what, um, David, is there, is there a piece of trivia about you that's not that you would be willing to share that's something we don't know or something that's interesting that maybe we know and listeners don't? Um, I've had to teach myself to be a pretty decent mechanic on my own. I've been through seven cars. Yeah, I remember when I learned that. That's actually pretty cool <laughs> because I don't know that. Yeah, I'm on my, on my Kia. It's my seventh car <laughs> in the 20 years I've been driving. Now, a lot of cars uh, for 20 years. Yep, most of them were. I, I'm where old cars go to die. I I, think, I I tend to nurse them along for a little while longer than they should. <laughs> I, I think my favorite trivial fact about David is when he was on the news for his car breaking down on a bridge and causing oh, yeah. a massive traffic jam. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah, a uh, Mercedes? I was, yeah, I had a I had a Mercedes 300, a 1981 Mercedes 300 uh, super diesel. Um, and I was driving to work over the Vincent Thomas Bridge in Long Beach. And uh, I hit a I hit a dip in the road, and I heard a ping from under the hood, and all of a sudden I had no power. 
And I went, oh, shit. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going, no, I, I actually, I broke a piece of throttle linkage. Oh. This was an 81 car. There were no computers in it at all. It was 100% analog. <laughs> And um, so I was able to, I had enough speed going. I was coasting. I was like, all right, if I get over the bridge to the other side, I can pull off and stop. And it stopped just at the crest of the bridge. <laughs> so, yeah, I. Uh, I somebody would have tried to push you. Like, put your fucking car in neutral. Push uh, it. The CHP officer finally did after about 45 minutes. But at that point, uh, traffic was backed up for several miles, and I was listening to reports about myself on the radio. Um, <laughs> I know a fair amount about cars because I broke a few of them pretty fun in fun ways. Mm. I know a fair amount. I can't fix it myself, mm. but it's very amusing. Like when I go to like a garage or something, or like like when we were looking for a car for Chris when he decided he wanted a minivan. And I was going to like the dealerships and looking at like the car faxes, like one of the cars they were trying to sell me, I was looking at the car fax and they, they were like, Oh, well the oxygen sensor on this has been replaced that, you know? And I went, but why the car's like five years old, that should not happen. What else was wrong with the car? And they were like, Oh no, that's pretty normal stuff. I'm like, no, no, that's not, it is not at all. And it was like it was like a whole thing. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not looking at that car anymore. But it's like random stuff like that. Interesting. Okay, neat. Yeah, I, I got like I said, I got to be quite adept at keeping uh, dying cars on life support. <laughs> Sounds like it. That's a really good, but that's an excellent skill to have, David. Tri Triple A is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, Listen, I've gotten more I've gotten more toes in the past ten years than most people do in their lifetimes. Oh, I I I can probably <laughs> I can probably contend with that. Have I told my car breakdown story that the the on the podcast the the story where the know. one where I was coming back from a club at four in the morning and there was a loud popping sound in the car and the. You have, well, I know it. I'm pretty sure you've told it on the podcast. Does it sound familiar, David? Uh, I can't. I don't think I've heard it. I um, There was this loud sound, and I was told that I needed a new timing belt in the car. So I was like, oh, shit. There was loud sound. The engine power started to cut, and I was like, I better turn off the car real quick because something bad happened. Turn off the car, and I got out, and I couldn't open the hood. And I went... Oh shit. So I called AAA and then went to my mechanic who was there, which still boggles my mind. At two in the morning, he was there mm -hmm. and um, dropped off the car. The next day, he called me and he was laughing a little bit and he goes, Five bucks. And I'm like, What? He goes, You got to come in and I'll explain it to you. And I came in and he goes, He shows me and he goes, This is what happened. The cable that opens your hood snapped and ripped a spark plug out nice i actually had a car lose its uh lose its timing belt so <laughs> yeah that did not happen to me that was but, fun <laughs> and you know what's funny is i drove that car for several more years and never replaced the timing belt the clutch went long before that happened wow. nice um alita useless fact about yourself besides the fact that you're muted yeah, you're also muted. 
<laughs> For those listening to the show, Alita's making funny faces right now. Okay, is that better? Yes. <laughs> um, one of these days, I'll remember how to do this stuff. Um, one thing I'm not nerdy at, actually, is computers or technology in general. Um, but a useless fact would be I know the alphabet forwards and backwards in two languages. I don't know. Um, I can write with both hands, but I do it. I can do it at the same time because left hand, it's automatically backwards and mirrored. All right. I'm left hand dominant, but I write with my right hand, but I eat with my left hand. I don't know. Yeah, Lee is ambidextrous like that as well. Like certain things she does, she'll do like right-handed, like she'll write right-handed, but yeah. like, mm-hmm. like she draws left-handed and like, like different. Yeah, I do sometimes. Like that. Yeah. Um, I use my fork left-handed, which is weird. I oh, draw left-handed. Yeah, I'm right-handed, but I, I write with my right, but I use my fork with my, I point with my left. I do, my left is like a dominant, but I write yeah. with my right, so... <laughs> I'm definitely right-handed. My left hand is usually... <laughs> like I don't do anything with my <laughs> like, like it's just like and and I know this because I do I do Pilates and it's my entire left side actually is is very weak can compared to like my right side. So like everything I do, like when I go to exercise and stuff, apparently my I shift my muscles to use my right side instead of my left side. My Pilates instructors caught me doing it. Like, I can't tell you how many times. And she's like, no, no, just the left side. And like, yeah. So, but like, I'm completely like right-sided. Um, Rowan is completely left-hand, like left-sided. Like she does everything with her left hand, everything with her left side. But Chris is ambidextrous because he does most things with his left side, but he fires a like he likes to do bow and arrow stuff and he mm-hmm. fires right oh okay. yeah it's weird well the archery doll depends on which eye is dominant as far as, far as aiming and stuff goes so or maybe that's mm-hmm. it I don't, I don't know anything but i know he does that with his with well, his right when I started doing recurve archery, um, the first thing they check is which dominant or which eye is dominant and that's how they teach you how to shoot so i know my right eye is dominant yeah, I'm I'm wow, right eye dominant there, as well. There is some trivia about you that I didn't know. Oh yeah, I know how to fire a bow. <laughs> I know you shoot too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I could be a general menace to just about anything coming at me. <laughs> yeah, the things I David's kind of mysterious to me at least, because there's always like he'll mention that he's doing something and I'm like, I had no clue. <laughs> um my trivial facts about myself was I was born left handed and was um converted. Yep, mm. that was me. Yeah, and um, N- nuns and rulers. Uh, great German grandmother. Ah, yeah. Bad nine, nine bad every time. Every time I went to do something with my left hand. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I barely remember it, but I I do remember a little bit of kindergarten where they were like, um, no, not with your left hand, with your right. You. Because I think my, I think somehow my grandmother had gotten the oh. message, but they weren't mean about it. But I remember being yelled at at home. Mm-hmm. Jeez, that's really great. Well, the worst was Catholic school, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Catholic school is fun. Yeah, so I I have no handwriting with my 
I have bad handwriting with my right, and it causes me physical pain to try to do left-handed writing. But I've gotten better. I've I've done some drills. I've done some practices, and juggling helps. Oh, uh, nice. So, my handwriting's bad well, in general, but yeah. <laughs> the moral of the story is Brian also has PTSD. <laughs> See how it comes full circle? It comes full circle, just like that. <laughs> I, I also played baritone in high school, baritone horn, mm. and um, oh, and middle school and elementary school, and um, I was an alto. I was an alto in choir at uh, in middle school. Yeah, where were yeah, you, Erica? Where were you in choir? Second soprano. I wasn't in choir. I wasn't in mm. choir. I, I and as an adult, I'm tenor slash baritone. Yeah. I'm not a really high range tenor though. I'm not the person no, they I'm... choose to sing the tenor part. I'm like the backup tenor. Yeah, I'm I'm more baritone than anything nowadays, but yeah. I I'm was I was alto for a while. I never get to sing baritone though, because tenors are much more rare. Mm. Well, not if you're a female. <laughs> I always ended up singing the tenor part. <laughs> we have a bass quartet at my church because of because of um how common the low voiced men are. Mm. It's very impressive. I like people that can sing bass and contrabass. So oh, yeah. It's cool. I can't do that. I mean, who isn't a fan of, mon- of monastic chanting? I love that stuff. What was the rest of that? What's the rest of that? Is he having a stroke or did he just put a spell on me? That's from Bunny Python, Quest for the Holy Grail. Where is God? God is dead. Black. <laughs> what? What was the pun at the end of Monty Python and the Holy Grail with the ending? Because Monty Python and the Holy Grail ends very abruptly. Yes. Um. I don't know if it was so much of a pun, but it was. Uh, they were it's trying a, it's to a pun. Okay, I know that they were trying to play on the fact that uh, they had made fun of before other shows and themselves even how they just when they can't think of an ending they just or when they run out of money they just have the cop show up it's a cop-out ending oh They're, good god it's exactly oh, what it is fuck how did i not uh, <laughs> something today oh all right well done <laughs> well done I didn't learn that till like last year. I was like, I never even "Oh my god!" I always thought that ending was god. so stupid, but it's brilliant now. Jesus Christ! They were really brilliant for sure. I had never even thought. Oh my god! You don't get it. Oh, all right. Well, that just blew my mind. Alrighty. Yeah, the, the trivia episode. One piece of trivia shared. <laughs> Topic over. Uh, we've shared a lot of trivia. Uh, that was about a raspberry. I mean, mm. David looked up the meaning of a word for me. Mm. And- well, let's do let's do a quick rapid fire. I still want to do Tales from Dr- Extra Dimensional Portal and bonus episode, but quick rapid fire. So we have categories. I'm going to go around the table and read the categories. Um, there is a purpose in him asking us that question. Alita, tell us a, place, a piece of music trivia. Piece of music trivia? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Something you really think is interesting. Um, I don't know. And everybody think about what they answered for their trivia categories. Because oh, <laughs> they're going to ask you the same thing. Oh, so music. Um, or animal or the, something. 
The fact, oh, that or animal. Well, the music one that I was thinking of is there are only three instruments that read or play in tenor clef, mm. and it's no longer taught in schools, not even in piano. Um, only if you have, if you play a chamber instrument, it's uh, bassoon, contrabassoon, and the contrabass clarinet are the only three that play in tenor clef, uh, I believe. I think that's right. Um, and then elephants have four knees, so they can't jump. They're the only animal that has four knees. I'd never even heard of any of those instruments. <laughs> I didn't know I'm elephants have four knees. Okay. Yeah, so they're the only ones whose all four joints bend forward. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have four knees, so they can't, they don't have the spring. I'd assume the weight was also a uh, a complication issue, to yeah. the jumping thing as well, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, because see, we have we have joints that bend forward and joints that bend backwards. So um, we're, the elephants are the only ones that all bends forward. And elephants are very tall, so they have four high knees. Har 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 har. You're a pun sexual. <laughs> uh, I um, who's next? Ask me a question, Bridgekeeper. I am not afraid. All right, David. Give us your best Star Wars, probably. Oh, there are so many good or movies. There's so many good ones. Uh, shit. The oh, problem my. is just trying to come up with just one. Um, I mean, the uh, uh, like you start going into the minutia of the the all the events and things that have happened in the expanded universe, and like it's you know it's one of my favorite. I guess shit. Oh, there's so many good ones. Like you ask a question like that, your brain just starts swimming. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm easier when people actually ask me a question instead of trying to come up with one on my own. Because yeah, that's tough. That's what tough. Star Wars facts. I don't even know stuff. Yeah, like, there's thousands of them. I mean, I well, like expanded universe. Yeah. Uh, there's been. Can there's, you name like all of Luke and Leia's kids or? Well, yeah, there were uh, Luke, Luke and Leia. <laughs> I mean, they were probably gonna if the uh, story had progressed. If the, the, if the story had progressed the way that uh, whoever wrote uh, Splitter of the Minds I wanted it to go, but that's uh, beside the point. Yeah, they were uh, brother and sister in that particular story. No, they were not. <laughs> Oh man. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Han and Leia had uh, three children. Uh, the 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 twins, Jason and Jaina, and then uh, their youngest son, Anakin, who uh, died heroically, saving a bunch of his uh, a bunch of his friends. And Ben didn't exist. Uh, ben Skywalker does exist. He was the the son of uh, Mara Jade and Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Ben Skywalker is uh, Luke's son, and then Leia's kids are Jason and Jaina. Yeah, there was no and, Ben Solo. Uh, no, there's no Ben Solo. That was a complete Disneyfication of the uh, storyline. All right, Erica, you've had some time to think. What's one of your fun facts that you like? Yeah, one of your it's, little tricks. Not easy. Things? No, this is an awful game to play. Um, Bolivia is one of the only countries in the world that has two capitals. It does. How does that work? Uh, La Paz and Sucre. And um, that's because in their constitution, Sucre is named as the capital of the country. However, La Paz is the administrative capital where all the, um, it's like they're DC. 
So they okay. have two capitals. Interesting. That and not everybody knows all of the oceans of the world. Everybody forgets one. Which one? I don't know, Brian. Are you going to try to name all the oceans of the world? I don't know. Everyone forgets about the Indian Ocean. Nope, that's not the one they forget. Oh, with the Arctic Ocean? Mm-hmm. Or you got Pacific Atlantic? I, I can't remember. What's the... The Mediterranean the, is a sea. It's not an ocean. What's the ocean that people forget? The Southern Ocean. Oh, there's a Southern Ocean? I didn't know that. That's the What's name it? of the ocean around Antarctica. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair. Hmm. I didn't know it was called that. I thought it was called the Antarctic Ocean. Nope. No, we have the Arctic, but the, yeah, I'd never thought about it before. Wait, I feel smarter already. Yeah. Uh-huh. My, I have two favorites. Number one is the majority of people have an above average number of arms. Well, yeah. I mean, are we talking firearms or are no, we talking like arms, physical limbs? Arms? We have you, have you have an above average number of arms looking at the entire population. Okay. And then um, my other favorite piece of trivia is the capital of Ecuador is Quito. <laughs> well, why is that? I, I, I don't understand that one, Brian. Yeah, I don't get the joke. I, it's not a joke. It's just my favorite He's piece of trivia. Oh, all right. Cool. I don't job. know. I don't know like any other country capitals. I know yeah. that one. I mean, I, you, you I'm, know ours. I'm giving. I'm so ev- proud of you. I'm giving evidence of my crazy general knowledge that I just happen to know the capital of Ecuador is Quito. And Bolivia is La Paz. As, I don't uh, know that. I know that she now, but it. I didn't know that when Erica said it. Yeah, I thought of one more that I really like. J is the only letter not in the periodic table of elements. Um, interesting. That's interesting. J, I, I know that... Um, Latin, I would assume. J walking comes from a racial slur. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I love that. That's one of my favorite pieces of fact. Mm. Have you guys ever looked at like the evolution of the alphabet? But it wasn't the known racial slur at the time. It yeah. was a racial slur made up to make to stop people from standing in the road and getting hit by cars. Ah. They they basically mm-hmm. created a group to yeah, don't be a dirty J. Yeah. It wasn't anti Semitic at the time, even though some was, people did interpret it that way. And it was also created by the car companies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh I mean I, I yeah. Some good ones. So Though. Have you guys ever looked at the evolution of the alphabet? I have. I'm going to now. Really, really interesting how many letters we've added and how many letters have been removed. Mm-hmm. Ampersand. Yeah, ampersand is one of them. Yeah. So, Alita, oh. to the point with J not being in the periodic table, it's probably because it did not exist at the time that it was created in Latin. I guarantee it. Yeah. My yeah. favorite. Say. My favorite um, punctuation mark is the interrobang. Which one's that? The question mark and exclamation point combined. Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah. My favorite Ooh, is the semicolon. What is it? <laughs> A semicolon is perfect because it truly has no official purpose in, in writing. Mm. Um, and you can use it in a run-on sentence that you know... If you split them, they wouldn't be like they couldn't really stand on their own, or at least one sentence couldn't really stand on its own. So you put a semicolon there to make it not a run on sentence, but it really is still. Mm. And I used to use that trick all the time in college. And I can't tell you how many English professors 
would be like, oh, you used a semicolon. Almost everybody, nobody ever does that. Great job. I really love your technique. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I am a strict proponent of the Oxford comma. I agree. <laughs> I use it too. Yeah. Um, I do not put two spaces after a sentence. I don't either. No, not anymore. Do you know why that exists? Typewriters. To stop people from typing fast. Yep. Oh, really? I didn't know yep. that. Yep. It's not like a grammar thing that someone invented. It had to do with stopping people from typing fast. It's also the reason why we have the QWERTY keyboard, because the, the really good version of the keyboard, the Dvorak keyboard, broke typewriters. Really? And I have supported people who use Dvorak. I've shown them how to switch to Dvorak on a Windows computer. There are still people who, there are people who learn on Dvorak because you can type faster on Dvorak than you can on QWERTY. I don't even know what that means. It's a keyboard layout where the most used letters are in easier to reach spaces. So if you learn that, you can type faster. Where QWERTY, the, which is standard keyboard layout, the letters that you use the most. Right. No, I, I, be, I, yeah. I, I, I know what QWERTY is. I'd never heard of the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few different keyboard layouts. Dvorak and QWERTY are the ones I've worked with, but I've heard mm -hmm. of others. I mean, I, I've had to help people switch to Hebrew. Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at typing, so. At this Everything's point, voice to text. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't even have to look at a keyboard to type. And if somebody tried to switch me from a QWERTY keyboard to another one, I'd be like, why do you hate me? So my video is going to go out because it is time for Tales from the Extra-Dimensional Portal. So I have dialed in um, to another universe. We're going to be speaking to the host of Jeopardy. I don't know who that is in this universe, but we're going to find out. So I'm, I'm about to dial in and you... Um, David, I'm going to switch the controls to you so you can start the conversation. Okay. Uh, let's see here and go. He he hello, did it work? This is Jeopardy. Hey, we got it. And your host. How's it going, Mouse? Moof. Yeah. Are they paying you really well? Like they're paying you like human level. They're not just giving you extra kibble, right? Hmm. You. Okay. You you speak uh, dog? We lost the signal. No. So um, that I, I I hope we had a good interview there. Um, can't wait to who we talk to next time. <laughs> I feel like I just had a stroke. My, Welcome um, to the club. <laughs> my readout here. Says, Only one that knew what was happening. My readout here. Do I toast? That we um, <laughs> we dialed into a universe and talked to the host of Jeopardy. And it was, um, oh, it, Mayim Bialik. No. <laughs> not, not even close. I know my handwriting's bad, but it's not that bad. So um, that's it for our episode. We have very little time to do the bonus episodes. We're going to jump in. But um, thank you all for being here. Thank you, especially Alita. And um, thank you, listeners, for oh, for you know, millions of you who tune in every week to listen to us. Um, a trivial piece of information about our podcast: we don't have millions of listeners. <laughs> uh, this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, 
stay informed and stay woof. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Bye, guys. <laughs> Say goodbye, David. Uh, bye. Erica, Erica cut him off. She doesn't have that control. What are you...